This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp. As a podcast listener, you've heard from us before. Today, let's hear from our members about what online therapy has done for them. I would recommend my therapist 1,000 times over. She has truly changed my life. The day after my first session, my friends and family said I sounded like myself again for the first time in weeks. You deserve to invest in your well-being. Visit BetterHelp.com to see what it can do for you. That's BetterHelp.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and I'm here with another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from Recording Location Beta. And the Mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. This is America's Mayor, and I'm here to tell you that you're listening to the Adventures in Hell World podcast. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so glad we spent that $2,000. I think it was three dimes. I think it was three dimes for the business. Wow. You, you, you could get Rudy on the personal level for only 400 So the Absolute unabashed greed. Like, uh, oh my God. It's great, yeah. it's great that that's how, uh, that, that's how far the man has fallen. It's, you love to see it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Anyway, hello, my beautiful babies. It turns out it wasn't Rudy Giuliani the whole time. It was me. Hell. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, everyone. You you can't see it, but he pulled off a Rudy Giuliani mask, and we were all fooled. It sloughed off my face because it was melted <laughs> from the sides. It's it true Rudy Giuliani fashion. Yes. It, this, this was Ghost Ezra's reality manifest in our world. It looked for it looked to us like it was actually Rudy Giuliani on the webcam, and then next thing you know, it was L. It was so unbelievable. L, uh, L what is your uh, cameo fee? Like Rudy's at three grand. What are you? What are you coming in at? I mean, I, I I'm sort of nobody, so I, I'd probably do like any personal message anybody wanted for like you know twenty or twenty five bucks. Like if I'm just if I just have to say like like hey, what's going on? You you you've reached Michael's phone, and this is the mysterious <laughs> L. Like. You know, and then for commercial use, I guess I'd probably have to upgrade that fee. But like, my time's not worth that much. I mean, you know, a pizza. You're you're worth a pizza. Yeah, and I do love pizza. I mean, my body is built by pizza. <laughs> it's a That's temple. A, Your body is ask, a temple to pizza. Yeah. When people ask me, uh, when people ask me what is wrong with me and why I'm so heavy, I tell them that I, I could not, in fact, avoid the noid. Like, <laughs> I embraced the Noid long ago. My body is a temple to the Noid. Yeah. The Noid was trying to stop pizza from getting to you. 
No, he was trying to stop hot pizza from getting to me. Oh, I give no fucks about whether or not my pizza is hot or cold. I mean, <laughs> I prefer it. I prefer it either fresh out of the oven, hot, or next morning cold. But if you give me room temperature pizza, I'm fucking gonna eat it. I mean, that's just the way it is. did you ever play the Noid uh, game? You better believe I played the Noid game. I played the Cool Spot game. I played mm-hmm. ma- you, you put a mascot game in front of me and I'll play it. Or at least back in the 16 bit era. Like well, once everything went 3D, everything went, went fucking pear shaped. Anyway, what what is our podcast about? Uh, our our podcast is a war- is about warning people that we might have some foul language or other stuff going on. So I think I'll play a way too late content warning. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. I feel like the content about- warning. Oh, sorry. I feel like the content warning is more about us having to talk about like you know child endangerment and less about the swearing. I don't oh, think yeah. most of the people listening to our podcast give a fuck if I'm fucking talking about how fucking awesome the fucking cool spot was <laughs> or corporate what a fucking mad lad. Yeah, I, I understood totally understood and acknowledged. Yes, dude, he was uh, a red circle with sunglasses. They really knocked it out of the park with that guy. <laughs> I yeah I got I got you brought up the Noid and I had corporate mascots on the brain because I just found out about uh the Reebok tie-in game Drax Night Out that never got released for the NES that sounded kind of uh dope I have no earthly idea what this is and I'm deeply <laughs> confused there was a Dracula game where you play as Dracula on the NES it was fully complete but they needed more money and the corporate overlords came down and they said, hey, Reebok is sponsoring the game. Put Reebok pumps in this Dracula game. And they're like, okay. And they did. And like the, the marketing and everything came out. Well, the- uh, nothing helps elevate my J better than my Reebok sneaks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with, Drac- all, with all Drac needs to get above the rim and reach for my Reebok sneakers. Oh, ultimate pumping. It will get your shoes pumping and your blood pumping, and then I will drink your blood because I am Dracula. Get it? Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Yeah, no, the game is done. You just, on. It just never got released, but yep. There's YouTube videos out there about it. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, Shipbergs now? Oh, let's talk about some shit. No, not From really. From the digital headlines <laughs> to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. I mean, if we could fill out the whole 90 minutes just talking about fucking Dracula Reebok sneakers, I would totally do that. But instead, yeah. we have to talk about, uh, well, f- finally, we get to hopefully put a pin in this old boy. What's our first headline for the week, Sarge? So $6 million and however many months later, the Arizona audit is done and presented. And we now know that by Cyber Ninja's own reckoning, Biden won, and he won by more votes. They found more votes for Biden, and I think less votes for Trump. But my understanding is Biden is up by 300-odd votes now from when they first started. <laughs> yes, uh, that was the headline that was the that was coming out of the uh, report that leaked way before uh, Thursday night uh, before the big Cyber Ninja uh, presentation on Friday before the Arizona State Congress, as it were. And the headline came out, and it was just very simply, uh, this audit is going to conclude that Biden got more votes, and even more more votes than Trump, and even more votes than we thought previously. <laughs> and, he, and he won, and that's all there is to it. 
And uh, QAnon, of course, immediately started freaking out and screaming and yelling. And people started talking about how this preliminary report was fake and all this other stuff. And one of QAnon's favorite things to do in these situations is to suggest that this, uh, what was leaked out to the media Thursday night was merely an enticement to make everybody watch Friday's presentation when we hit him. <laughs> that, that is their go-to, right? They're like, oh, they're just drawing you in. Yeah, it's always a trap. They're always luring you in with the trap. So the fake report on Thursday night was luring in the mainstream press to cover this because it was supposed to be a big Biden W. And then Friday afternoon, boom, Trump really won. Massive fraud discovered. How you like them apples? And so that was the belief on Thursday night when these people were crying into their beer over the fact that they were not about to indict hundreds and hundreds of people for voter fraud and election <laughs> fraud and all that other good stuff. And then Friday came around, and I think one of the things that was really obvious that this thing was going to go real sideways very fast was uh, Dr. Shiva, a uh, known fan of the podcast, that's something that we've talked about a lot, and guy that runs for office in my beloved Commonwealth of Massachusetts from time to time, he was one of the pre- uh, presenters of the audit report to the Arizona State Congress, which This is the guy that invented email, right? Or says he did? Yeah, Yeah. he, air quotes, invented email the same way that Jon Snow air quotes, invented eating pussy in Game of Thrones. (laughs) Like, it had clearly been around for a while, but Jon Snow just brought it to somebody who had never experienced it before. Yeah. Yes, it was this absolute, yeah, so when you have that absolute grifter in your lineup, uh, you're in real bad shape. So basically, uh, Cyber Ninjas came out and they blew through the headline as quickly as possible. They're like, okay, look, Biden won, whatever on that front. And then they proceeded to come up with a bunch of bullshit about uh, duplicate ballots, about um, the images, uh, ballot images were not being found on servers properly, and all of this other uh, nonsense that was stuff that they were kind of nitpicking at and complaining about. And they had to make that the centerpiece of their report because, the, again, the guy that was running Cyber Ninjas went into this thing screaming about voter fraud, screaming about it being all rigged. And he was being bankrolled by uh, the Overstock guy, uh, Byrne, and Michael Flynn and, and Lynn Wood, all these people were pushing this thing. So he just can't come out and say, look, Biden won. It was all on the up and up. And uh, I got nothing for you. He had to throw them something. And so they came up with all of this stuff, which uh, the Maricopa County uh, Twitter feed, uh, which has a check mark next to it and everything, at uh, Maricopa County, they've <laughs> been they've been posting uh, very explicit, detailed um, debunks and uh, explanations for like why what Cyber Ninjas uh, said is bullshit, and it's really it's just really incredible uh, how just absolutely desperate Cyber Ninjas was to make anything stick. The best one is uh, Cyber Ninjas claiming that the servers got deleted or uh, were illegally purged. And Maricopa County's Twitter feed is like, no, literally uh, servers have a certain level of uh, data they can store. And we transferred that data to archiving servers so that we could have the, the servers for the election machines ready 
for the next election, but it's all in the archives. The Cyber Ninjas is just so dumb, they weren't able to figure out how to access our archiving files. So they, they have evidence for all these claims of fraud. I, I, I read some of the, spoiler warning, I read some of the report, and they keep, they, they have to state emphatically that Biden won, and they found uh, no evidence of fraud, but they say they suspect fraud. They keep saying they suspect it. But right. they can't ever. They can't ever say. They can't ever provide any evidence. the The report is uh, hilarious. The tap dancing they have to do. Yeah, uh, my two favorite tweets in this list uh, from Maricopa County are background. These claims of deleting and purging are reminiscent of the false claim Cyber Ninjas made in May, accusing Maricopa County of deleting an election server. The truth was the ninjas looked in the wrong place for the info. It was there all along. They just didn't know how to correctly set up a RAD server. Despite falsely accusing us <laughs> of a crime, Senate contractors have never issued a retraction or an apology. So it's like, you idiots didn't know how to run this. You're morons. We're still dealing with a firm, by the way, named Cyber Ninjas. And they built Arizona for over $6 million. This is... Yeah, so what what do we think is... Like, when, when Cyber Ninjas got into this racket, what do we think the goal... So do you think either one, they genuinely thought there was election fraud and that Trump may have won it, and they knew that they could get in there and help and make some money doing it. B, they uh, were just like, hey, we are just going to go in and get our money. And like, we're, we're just going to go in, count the election ballots that have already been counted in the same way that they have already been counted them and revealing no new information. We know that the, the we know that there's no fraud here, but we're just going to soak Arizona for six million dollars. I, do, 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 do we think that they were heroic patriots or do we think that they were just like an actual grift? I think there's at least one or two true believers in the mix, but there is someone, but I think they're also grifters. I think they saw a way to make a lot of money. Like no matter what happened, they were just like, oh, if we get hired to like. Because I mean, is, e- e- uh, even in the face of these results, like, you know, dumb conservatives are still pushing for audits in other states. So should we just like make an L- should we just incorporate into an LLC that will count people's votes that have already been counted and verify that? Yes, Joe Biden is the president. Am I, <laughs> am I willing to sell out my morality to bilk conservatives? Is it selling out if we're bilking conservatives I mean, I don't think I definitely don't think it's selling out if your entire goal is to just like get money to confirm the president is the president. I mean, there are there are already people that count votes that are getting paid for it, right? That's not that that like. Actually, I don't I don't know how the vote the vote counting process works. Those people aren't volunteers, are they? Is it selling out to legally rob Arizona if they if they let themselves be robbed if they ask you to come rob them? Is it illegal? Like, is Uh, it even morally bad? That I couldn't tell you. The uh, the poll workers, the people that sit behind the desk and like register you to uh, vote, I think they're volunteers. I don't know if the people who count the votes afterwards, who like literally open up the envelopes and run them through the machines that have the optic scanners to count it, I don't know if those people are volunteers or they get paid. But 
uh, either way, I mean, it's it's a task that is done by somebody. And then there's auditing groups and there's all these other people. So you could absolutely establish a group called like Vote Secure or something and like Barnstorm America. like promising- uh, uh, We're, we're, we're going to be Digital Samurai and Digital Samurai are going to come in God and we're going we're gonna to clean up your votes. <laughs> I was literally about to say, I was unmuting my mic to say, we're going to be cyber ninjas with two Zs and a Z in cyber and a Z in ninjas. <laughs> no, digital samurai is way better. Uh, yeah. L-, L-, L wins this battle. Yeah. I was going to take it in a different direction. Oh my God. I yeah. So they're, they're pushing. Uh, I know Trump went on live and was even after all this uh, certification, by cyber ninjas came in and still said, Oh, the audit found that I won, uh, in a, a live rally somewhere. I don't remember where exactly. Uh, and I know he's pushing for Georgia. They're, they're very big on Georgia. Oh yeah. Uh, Georgia is big to them because they have a ready-made villain in governor Kemp who uh, refused to overturn the election and also the attorney, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the attorney general, I'm trying to remember, no, secretary of state, the secretary of state of, of Georgia, who like dealt with everybody calling him a, a rhino and a deep state shill and all this other good stuff. And these two dirtbags uh, stood their ground and were like, no, uh, Biden won this election. It was free and fair and you can all pound sand. So, Trump hates Kemp, and of course he's going to want to bang the drum for Georgia, and he's going to want somebody to beat Kemp in the Georgia Republican governor's primary because he wants a toady in there. He he wants to flex and show everybody that that uh, Donnie Two Scoops has still got the juice, and he can still like throw his weight around and get certain people uh, removed from office when they displease him. So. He's going to be crying for an audit in Georgia the whole time. And then he's going to be crying to get rid of the corrupt Republicans who wouldn't give baby the bottle when he doesn't get it. Man, I just I'm so curious. He's almost a lock to try and run again. Trump at at this point, right? Uh, Uh, Did you did you see that he had a uh, someone asked him, like, what are what are the odds that you won't run in 2024? And his reply was was basically a a doctor has to give me bad news for me not to run in 2024. So he's made it clear like he's he is going to run again unless a doctor tells him, like, you have a terminal disease or something where you actually can't run. So do the do the elephants have anyone that can primary him? Like he he's going to divide the base so much. Uh, I mean, Fox News obviously wants DeSantis. I mean, DeSantis has been the guy that Fox has been propping up this whole time. Mm. But he's just like Trump without the name Trump. He's just another like braggadocious, angry bully who just gets on TV and is just like, if Joe Biden thinks he knows Florida better than the natives of Florida, the Floridians that Floridanize all the Florida, well, he's got another thing coming because I'm the governor of these proud people and blah, blah, blah. And DeSantis even has obviously studied video and he does the Trump hand accordion sign. He does like the okay gesture. He's like so obviously an aggressive like knockoff of Trump. It's it's ridiculous, and I mean that's that's the play now, right? That's what energizes the base, and 
Yeah. But the problem is, is that that works to make you the governor. I mean, it works to like get you elected to some other office. But when you're running against Trump himself in a primary, it's not good to be knockoff Trump at that point. Because Trump's just going to be like, oh, uh, dummy DeSantis like, ran Florida into the ground. He has no idea what he's doing. Oh, that Ron. He tries his best, but, you know, he's a dummy, so he just can't do it. And then the crowd's going to laugh and cheer, and DeSantis is going to, like, punch a wall and be sad. Because Trump just makes fun of you, and he w- beats you in the Republican primaries. Because that's all Republican voters want, is just this big dick-swinging asshole who's just bellicose and belligerent and promises to crush all of their enemies and that's trump's whole uh act it's his whole shtick yeah and yeah and, and, and people uh, plus people are gonna have to worry about like if you primary against trump and you lose in part because trump is just up there like getting on stage and just slapping you around with dumb insults like say like trump gets on stage and he's just like Oh yeah, DeSantis, what a loser. He sucks. He ran Florida to the ground. He's the worst. He's like ineffectual. And I hear that he's bad in the sack. Then like after you lose to Trump in the primary, you have to go back to your state where in theory you have to run for elected office again. And then they're just a bunch of sound bites of the God Emperor Trump talking about how shitty you are at your job. Oh yeah, I, it's not great. I mean, uh, that was something that uh, Ted Cruz had to fist fight his way through, and he barely won re-election in a blood red Texas in a midterm against Beta O'Rourke because yeah, they, they, you just get to pound him again and again with Trump called you a coward and made fun of your wife, and you did nothing. You bent the knee to him, right? Yeah, it, it really sucks to have to be the guy that got emasculated by Trump and then was groveling and phone banking for him afterwards. And Florida is a lot more competitive a state than Texas is. I mean, everyone always talks about the mirage of blue Texas and all that kind of stuff. But maybe one day it will get there. But Florida's always close. I mean, the Republicans have basically won it except for when Obama was running. But it's always a very tight contest every time. And the last thing you want is any more headwind blowing your way when you're running for re-election and being the guy that Donald Trump ripped the pants off of and humiliated in front of everybody. That's not a good look. That's not great. I mean, so it's going to be very interesting to see. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see if DeSantis like, even steps to him because it's, it's really weird. Like, if you are a Republican and you are looking at this thing, in a lot of ways, 2024 is a, a one-term election for whoever wins. Because if, if Trump were to win, he would have served two terms. He would have Grover Cleveland, and he's out in 2024. He's done. And if Biden wins, he's out in 2024. So it's almost like I can just wait. I, I, I can just. I mean, so I can just wait for 2028 and just go go then. I don't have to subject myself to this shit now or maybe i'll be trump's vice president for one term because he ain't picking pence again after pence betrayed him so i mean that's like the new hotness is be the hand-picked successor for one term donnie two scoops and then you get to ride the wave in the next in 2028 i believe you mean uh donnie tiny peen mushroom shaped (laughs) tiny peen Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, 
Stephanie Gresham, or uh, she is came out a press secretary who came out with a book entitled "I'll Answer Your Qu- I'll Take Your Questions Now," and uh, the salacious uh, information that she's uh, doling out now to get people to buy the book. Uh, the two bits of news that she gave were one: uh, Trump called her while he was on Air Force One to emphatically correct the record about Stormy Daniels saying that he had a tiny mushroom-shaped dick. And that this is not true, that his dick is, is regularly shaped and very large and girthy and powerful. And he is a virile old man, all of these things. And uh, the other uh, little tidbit that came out was that the um, the White House had what they called the music man, who was a dude who would play show tunes to soothe Trump when he was getting particularly feisty and angry. Wait, during- what? Show tunes? Yes, he would. They had a designated staffer in the White House who who would play show tunes to try to take the edge off Trump when he was getting too cantankerous and furious during uh, meetings and other events. Do we know uh, what show tunes? Yeah, I was literally about to ask that. Yeah, what do we got? Uh, we got uh, mem- uh, show, his favorite show tunes, which include "Memory from Cats" to pull him from the brink of rage is uh, one of the things they listed as uh, a song. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not, Memory yeah. is literally the only good part of that show. Yeah, so, I'm not I, not a fan of Cats, but Memory is an amazing song, so... Yeah. Uh, oh, Also, uh, like, as it, re- as it relates to his weirdly shaped... Well, allegedly weirdly shaped and tiny penis, like, literally just prove it. Like, okay, just go on the record. Send me an on-the-record picture of your penis. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. President, Mr. President, can you show me just just if you want me to clear this up, just go ahead. Just send me a dick pic. Just send me a picture of you in the mirror holding holding your massive bulging member. Yes. <laughs> From- yeah, so- oh. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So President Trump uh, slide into the adventures of Herald DMs. Just uh, send us the uh, the the, uh, the orange Adonis uh, phallus, as it were, and we can, we'll be we'll we will confirm on the record uh, to the public that you do not, in fact, have a tiny mushroom shaped dick, as it were. Um, we, we will we will correct that spurious allegation against you, and, and, and anytime you want to send us that photo, we're here for you. We got your back. So, real quick, if you want to read this for yourself, the book is "I'll Take Your Questions Now." Colon. What I Saw at the Trump White House by Stephanie Grisham. It is out October 5th. So that's why all this information is coming out. They're doing the big uh, press tour for it. So it's out here in a week. And uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to read it. Uh, I might listen to some of it, but we'll see. And uh, apparently the official that uh, was the music man is uh, Max Miller, who uh, assault, allegedly assaulted Stephanie Grisham and is now trying to run for Congress in Ohio. So, uh, oh, holy shit. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, man, what a fucking clown show. Uh, Boy, when you, when you hear stuff about, about this coming out from the White House, it really makes it seem like our country's in trouble with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for <laughs> I am, uh, I'm much less upset about that general calling China direct and being like, hey, we'll, yeah, doing some backroom diplomacy when I hear that uh, fucking the music man is the only thing that kept us from invading Cuba. Like what? (laughs) 
Yeah, we we we, we, you know, we we had President Man Baby who was like so upset and angry that like literally a guy had to run in the room with like a recorder or something playing memory, and then Trump's like, ah, oh. you know, just I, I just can't imagine like that level of just really like just having to pander to this crazy narcissist and having to do everything you can to placate him so he just won't go off the rails and. And humanity, which was within and then, like, his power. And then, like Mike, Mike Pence is out to the side, and he was just like, "Gee, you know what, music man? Trump was really hard to deal with till there was you." Uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's another music man song reference. I'm just going to keep throwing those out until we're out of this segment. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Trump was just like old Broadway, or you think he listens to any sort of Hamilton? Oh, he probably doesn't like Hamilton. The whole cast stood up and called out Pence when he came to it. Yeah. Also, uh, you, I don't think you could really be a fan of old Broadway if, like, your your go to uh, your go to song to soothe the savage beasts is "Memory" from Cats. I mean, granted that that show ran for a long time, but it like you know it started in what like the seventies or the eighties. That show that like Cats is not old Broadway. I, I, I mean, it's fifty years ago now, but yeah, uh, forty. So uh, it's all subjective. But yeah, I, I don't know what exactly defines old Broadway. We've been making music man jokes this whole time. So he's Trump's probably not listening to wicked. No, I don't, I don't think he's much on book of Mormon or anything else that's like come out. And <laughs> well, book of book of Mormon is a comedy. He likes stuff. That's a little more sincere. That's another music mm. man song. So. <laughs> jokes only L could make. I, yeah. Hey. If, like if you if someone burst in this room right now and held a gun to my head and they're like, name one music man song. I even after L named three of them, I still could not do it. Uh I just do, do, you, do you know how hard it is to work Shapoopy into a joke? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even know if that's a real thing. That could be the name of a place somewhere. I don't know what Shapoopy. It just sounds like a fake fucking word that somebody made up, but it's just like ah, sitting sitting over here like literally stroking my beard, being like, How am I gonna make a Shapoopy reference? <laughs> oh my god. All I remember from that from that uh, musical is like the opening uh bit where they talk about you gotta know the territory and they talk about the music man who's like the ultimate scammer and he knows how to do these things and the other uh hustlers are like, Hey, I don't trust that. So I actually don't know the actual music beyond uh, the the first thing Elle said about the uh, run with Sandra Poole and all that good stuff. So I I am totally out of my depth when it comes to the Music Man and all this fun and frivolity. I well, just, Mike, either you were closing your eyes to a situation that you do not wish to acknowledge, or you were unaware of the caliber of disaster indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. Yes, <laughs> this this is accurate. This is an accurate thing that is true, uh, and I and I, and I don't. I I have turned a blind eye to these things. I am a monster, and I do acknowledge that. Speaking of guys that are in trouble and are looking to dance their way out of it, uh, it's not in our headlines, but Matt Gates has hired the sex crime lawyer. Like he he has hired a lawyer and. This is the guy who defended the gynecologist who was accused of sexually assaulting over 200 women. So he he's hired like the guy you need if you are him. Yeah, I actually saw a thing where they said that the Gates's hirings are the hirings of a person who expects to go to war in a trial, that he has hired three incredibly high-profile, powerful lawyers 
in uh, New York and that these lawyers are indicative of somebody who is expecting to just absolutely leave no prisoners. I'm going to get charged with some serious shit and I'm going to be firing back with every barrel I have. And they're going to have to hire like someone who is a local Florida lawyer to just kind of like know the territory as it were. But he's bringing the out of towners in. And someone was saying like, generally speaking, if you hire a lawyer from the state you're in, that lawyer has to work with the locals. They have to like deal with those cops again and those attorneys again and all that kind of stuff. So they're going to work for a deal. They're going to try to like do something to make everybody happy. When you bring in the boys from New York to come down to Florida, you're, you're getting a, you're trying to get an acquittal by any means necessary. You are twisting every arm. You are (laughs) working every angle. This is it. So it's like, it's really funny that this story has become like so dormant for so long, but Matt Gates seems to be thinking shit's about to pick up and I need to be oh, ready yeah. for it. I, I'm ready for the deals he's going to make. So you're, you're saying Matt isn't probably taking any trips to Vegas anytime soon. Unlike QAnon. I'm unlike QAnon. Uh, Cause we're going to have the Patriot double town allegedly in Las Vegas. Uh, when last uh, the adventures in Herald world podcast left the, uh, supposed event that was going to be happening there. They had just been kicked out of Caesars because uh, QAnon John, the guy that runs these things, told the military to mutiny and leave. <laughs> uh, and eventually someone ran that up the flagpole to Caesars and they were like, people openly calling for sedition and treason and running conventions in our hotel is no bueno. So uh, thanks, but no thanks, QAnon John. You can, you can hit the bricks. But uh, he has promised that this uh, event will happen uh, August 22nd through the 25th in Las Vegas. And uh, they released like a minute-long trailer for this big event. And the best part of this minute-long trailer is it opens with Patriot Double Down graphic. And then at the bottom of that graphic, it says, featuring Code Monkey Z. And then you get a bunch of other Vegasy nonsense, like slot machines, and then the slot machines turn into Pepe, or the sevens on the slot machine turn into Pepe, and then uh, there's a countdown that goes to the number seventeen, and then stops, and all this other good stuff, and then they finally oh, hit I, you. I get it. Yeah, and then they finally hit you with this big matrix thing, and they have the chair that Morpheus was sitting in, and the code, and then the code starts uh, forming into like the silhouette of a human in the chair. And then it's Ron Watkins, incredibly poorly Photoshopped, like his head, like just like stapled onto the body of a thin person wearing a black suit with a red tie, kind of looking like an agent really. And he's got these Photoshopped skulls on the armrests of the chair. And it's like featuring code monkey Z. And the best part about all of this is that Ron gets this elaborate introduction and he gets the headline after on the, uh, on the front of the trailer. And then they just like throw in everybody else in a group photo, like everybody else is going to be speaking. You're all just uh, a bunch of, bunch of schmucks who get headshots. So like Jordan Sather, the Kate awakening, uh, that horrible uh, Sheriff Sheriff Clark, that guy that literally had people die in his prison. All of these shitheads, they're just the rabble. They're just the chafe. Ron Watkins is your bona fide headlining megastar. And- well, yeah, man. I don't know if you know this about Ron Watkins, <laughs> but he's Q. He's fucking Q. So- Q himself. 
Yeah, like, so, like, 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 if you if you go to see Britney Spears in Las Vegas, right? Like, Britney Spears is the headliner, and then whoever's opening for her just schmucks. Same, same, <laughs> same thing here. They're like Rod Watkins, wink. You know who he really is, wink, wink. Yeah, and that's what I, that's what I just love about all of this is like it's so aggressively breaking the kayfabe of uh, <laughs> of Ron not being Q, where they're just like. QAnon convention starring Ron Watkins. And you just have to pretend you don't know why it's starring Ron Watkins. Now, Mike, you described this whole video to us. I still don't know where besides Vegas this thing is taking place. And you were cracking up when you you watched it earlier. Okay, so I went to their itinerary uh, page and the double down agenda itinerary subject to change friday october 22nd at a location to be announced prior to event <laughs> so it still doesn't have a venue wow the unmitigated fucking grift and balls on these dum dums to so, announce an event without a venue secured yeah uh, literally all four days friday saturday sunday monday are quote at location to do to be announced prior to event. That's it. That's Wait, just when is this supposed to be taking place? October twenty second to the twenty fifth. So it's it's like in like three weeks, basically. Pretty in much. not even a month, and they don't have a venue secured for a four day event. Nope, no, they don't. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Oh man! If listeners, if you didn't well, hear I the mean, red, it's, it's possible that they they have one picked, or they're just trying to keep it secret and keep it safe. Like oh, they did so the last people time around. can't. Uh, get them. They, they literally tried to do that during the last convention, right? Oh, yeah, the last convention, they got kicked out of a bunch of places, and then they were, like, frantically telling people that we are not releasing the location of where you're going until, like, a few hours before you go there, because we want to keep the media out of it, and Will Summer still ended up getting in, and then they kicked Will Summer out. So, like, even with their, like, cloak and dagger, like, don't tell anyone until the last possible minute, like, security protocols, like, people they didn't want to attend still got in to attend. I mean, they kicked so, uh, They have to keep it a secret so people don't knock on them to the venue and get them kicked out of said venue. <laughs> Almost assuredly. I mean, that's like, uh, wow. Yeah. Saturday had their, oh my God. Like they have, uh, 7 30 PM to 12 question mark, question mark, question mark, private Las Vegas dinner show and auction at location to be announced prior to event. So they're going to have a dinner show. They're going to go to a 7.30 show somewhere in Vegas. Basically, it's all that is. They're just going to go to a 7.30 show. Can you imagine, can you imagine the grim shit that's going to be up for auction there? Uh, will, will will Ron put the hat up? Can you potentially win the Wagyu leather cowboy hat from Ron? Is there a Q artist alley? L, would you walk down a Q artist alley with me? I mean, that uh, like I'm supposed to yes and you, but the real answer is no because it would require me being at a Q and not event. Yeah, I mean, so in in an, in an alternate dimension or in a in a positive for us future where we are doing this Q punditry full time and going to a Q not event as part of our job that yeah absolutely I mean it can't be any it can't it can't be any worse than the shit we saw back during our anime con days yeah I, I mean who knows it's a bunch of bunch of Trump slash flick what is going on 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, so, so somebody's phone is interjecting here. Like, yeah, my phone is on silent but going crazy. Sergeant's <laughs> yeah, so, so phone apparently thought that we said, "Hey Siri, just fucking start rambling into the microphone for us, real quick." <laughs> that is so bizarre. Oh, but, and that was apo- weird. I, I fully got hacked or something there. I don't apologies know to anybody who I just uh, managed to bamboozle the electronics of by daring to say the robot's name out loud. <laughs> Yeah, I, so, I assure you, I had my phone on silent. That was—I don't know what was going on. No, I, maybe, 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 uh, maybe the fucking Taliban's finally coming for you, bro. It was ISIS. How many times do I have to tell you? They outsourced it. They outsourced, they outsourced it. it. <laughs> and I'm a racist, and all of those brown terrorists are the same. How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, well, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> when, when it's when it's against terrorists, isn't that the only? reasonable way that you can be racist these days don't take this away from me i'm a white man i need to be some kind of racist yeah <laughs> don't worry you are you are buddy don't worry it's also, right. i don't know i don't know why i always forget that it's it's isis like i literally <laughs> like always in my head i'm just like was it al-qaeda was it the taliban i'm just gonna go for one and you're always just like it was isis and i'm just like fuck i always forget about isis <laughs> you you were there the 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 crazy part too is l was with me when the fbi agent showed up to my door so he was he was there. He was home when that happened. Was I? I, th- I thought I was at work and I showed up later. And you were just like, hey, a crazy thing happened. I don't think I was there when a G-man showed up. It was just like, hey, ISIS is coming for you. I'm almost certain you were there, but I might be gaslighting myself. Maybe I was just too busy eating pizza to remember. Yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe and maybe Sarge was eating a bowl of chili, and that's why he can't remember exactly what happened in the situation. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, maybe, maybe I just ate too much pizza and I was in the bathroom taking a shapoopy. There we go, nailed it. <laughs> it got took there. me a little while, but it was worth the wait. It yes. was. I mean, hey, guess what? You know, so, sometimes these jokes they they don't just like come to me. Sometimes I have to pick a little and talk a little. Boom, that's another music man reference. <laughs> Boom, still sliding them in there. You thought it was over because the segment was done. No deal. <laughs> are you are you prouder of Music Man or Turbo Teen references? <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, I, I should probably be more proud of Music Man because it's a thing that's actually watchable and enjoyable and Turbo Teen is garbage. But... <laughs> and also, I don't really reference Turbo Teen so much as I do just yell the words Turbo Teen and hope that people understand that it's a it's a fucking horrible old cartoon about a kid who turns into a car. <laughs> He's a wear car. <laughs> but thankfully, thankfully, Rick and Morty did a riff on it. So if if people are just like, what, like, what's up with that reference? That they they can look it up, like Zardoz. When I talk to people about Zardoz, they're just like, what's Zardoz? And I'm just like, sigh. It's that thing that Rick and Morty made fun of that time. And then people are like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, the gun is good. <laughs> And the penis is evil. And tr- see, that would have been a great time. Like we we've already talked about Trump's horrible tiny penis, but if we hadn't yet, man, what a segue that would have been. Starting yeah, into Trump's peen. Oh, that'd been so good. We would have been so smooth. One day, one day we will get to that level of smoothness. But sadly, but anyway. Oh no, hey, I've got another one. Hey, speaking of dickheads, it's time for the road around up featuring yeah. Big Garrison. Oh yes, indeed. I, I was <laughs> I was gonna say I'm sure Rick and Morty did a, a riff on political cartoonists. So I forgot, they I forgot to call to... it. I forgot to call it by my Reaper Bell sound effect for this week's Rotor Roundup. <laughs> so don't don't worry. I have a secret. I have a secret bump for it. Gather round, folks. It's time for the Rono Roundup. Yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Come on, now. go, go, get, 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 get
so uh this week uh we don't actually have another conservative who uh posted on social media all kinds of great stuff before dying of the coronavirus but what we do have is a noted political cartoonist and outright crazy person ben garrison uh has declared that he and his wife have a very bad case of covid and that he is treating it with ivermectin and beet juice and all kinds of other, uh, like, just crank cures. He, unlike uh, Joe Rogan and Laura Loomer and others, has not said anything about getting on the Regeneron and the actual high-grade stuff to treat this. Uh, so he, if he's actually going, like, full-blown homeopathic on this stuff and is really rolling the dice on this thing, that is uh, super dangerous for him. Just yeah, he's he said uh, in an interview that he believes that their him and his wife's COVID is not fading because they're in their sixties, not because of you know not getting it, not getting uh, vaccinated. He also, if you read the interview with him, he parrots a lot of Alex Jones talking points, and I mean a lot. He calls the the vaccines gene therapy. It says, and uh, anyone who takes them, they're like designated kill shots. That you'll be dead within two years. That that's what they've changed their tune to now. It's not dead by the winter. You'll uh, this flu season. It's dead within two years. But uh, they're just like, hey, uh, you shouldn't take this fucking. You shouldn't take any of these shots because everybody who takes these shots are going to be dead within a hundred years. So, like, it's obviously super <laughs> yeah. dangerous. You just can't take them. It's oh, yeah. a pretty pretty easy bet to make. Like, oh, anyone who gets you, a you shot. just you just wait until the hundred year Delta shows up and everyone's passing away. You won't even know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna like like in, in the year like 2056 or whatever, people are gonna start like dying just from like advanced age and regular ailments, and then like you know your last remnants of Q supporters are gonna be like, well, I told you, is the vaccine what done it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, wouldn't it be cool if the vaccine was how Rising Stars started? Like that's or Earth X, what one of those things where everybody gets powers. But uh, Rising Stars only like a couple. Except, except for powers. except for like you know like ten million conservatives who suddenly yeah. don't have superpowers. That would be great. <laughs> oh, That'd be incredible. God. Oh, that's my web comic. That's what I'm gonna write now. Is oh god. What, what the fuck? The where, where, where's my government mandated superpowers? I don't get it. Why am I left out? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The South, when we need a dumb conservative accent, that we always go to a Southern accent. I'm not sorry. But... I'm from the South. Fuck it. I can make fun of those people. I'm one of them. I'm also. I'm from the South and a Carney. I can make fun of a wide variety of white people. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing. The, what's so like just crazy about this stuff is that you have this massive disinformation campaign that is only getting more and more aggressively worse as time goes on. Uh, on Gab today, there are people talking about how if you get COVID and you're sick, do not go to the hospital because they will kill you to get $48,000 in subsidies from murdering you and claiming that COVID did it. So we have now created this environment where people are going to avoid treatment and as other people pointed out in my Twitter feed, eventually people are going to just start accusing hospital staff of killing people outright. And that is going to lead to harassment and probably terrorism against hospital workers because 
you guys are mur- murdered my grandpa to get nearly $50,000. And it's like, dude, we're a hospital. Do you really think we care about $50,000? This is such peanuts money in comparison to all the stuff that we do um, running this place and how incredibly fucked up America's insurance systems are. We make way more money than that just treating anyone for anything. We don't need the $50,000 from killing your family member and then blaming it on COVID. It's so ridiculous. The peanuts that these people think is an incentive for a business to commit mass murder. I I don't, I just don't, I just can't even wrap my head around it that you would think that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who are not the ones getting the paycheck for this would be totally okay with killing just truckloads of uh, their patients in order to get money. Yeah. Do you people? Yeah, I mean, killing off your customers is a surefire, like, and, and with speed is a surefire way to continue your business. Like, we all know that the tobacco industry has been killing their customers for years, but that takes like a long time. Like they're they're customers for thirty or forty years before the cancer shows up and gets them. Like, can you imagine like your business model being like centered around a shot that you give somebody and then it murders them after a year or two? That would be great. <laughs> like at some point, you're just going to be like, "What happened to all of our customers? Oh wait, our product worked, and now they're dead." <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, it's even faster for the ventilator conspiracy theory because the person comes to the hospital and they die immediately. You're like, "What happened to Grandpa?" It's like, "Well, he was feeling bad, and they said it was he said it was pneumonia, but then they tested him and they said, nope, it's COVID.' And then they just like against his will put him on a ventilator, blew his lungs out, and killed him. They're literally just saying, "You go to the hospital, you're dead within a week." And I I would think that people would catch on to that pretty quickly that like, Oh yeah. Uh, like, uh, my wife twisted her ankle, went to the hospital. Now she's dead. They put her on a ventilator. They said it was COVID. I think, I think John, John Q public could like piece together this puzzle and solve it and be like, wait a minute. The hospitals are killing all of us. It is a scam for money. Wait a minute, Mike, what did you just say? John, what public? (laughs) (laughs) It's the Delta. Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp. As a podcast listener, you've heard from us before. Today, let's hear from our members about what online therapy has done for them. I would recommend my therapist 1,000 times over. She has truly changed my life. The day after my first session, my friends and family said I sounded like myself again for the first time in weeks. You deserve to invest in your well-being. Visit BetterHelp.com to see what it can do for you. That's BetterHelp.com. All right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Incredibly satisfied. Incredibly satisfied by my joke. All we get out of my grades was a. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, do we want? Uh, you said we had a bunch of questions this week. We want to get started on those. 
Uh, well, actually, the one the one last thing I, I did want to bring up in this segment before we we, we can dip into the mailbag, as it were. Oh, what? sorry, but we thought you were done talking because you literally stopped talking and just sort of, <laughs> no, 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 sort, sort of sighed contentedly like I know, you were no, done. No, I'm, I, I, no, I'm sorry about that. It's totally my fault. My brain, my brain just turned into pudding there for a moment. But uh, the thing that they're trying to push is that the vaccines destroy your immune system and that you're going to be hooked on the booster shots. And that's the only way you can like keep your uh, immune system like thriving. It's the only way it will be able to be maintained is by getting this artificial immune system installed into you by the deep state. And that if you ever get off the shot, then you're like dead within a few months. And that's how they are going to kick these goalposts down the road further and further. And they're going to keep pretending that um, it's basically it's basically the plot of the awful new Resident Evil show on Netflix. And wasn't it also like a Star Trek episode where like these people were taking a drug that they thought they needed or something, and the uh, and it turned out it was just something that the other alien race was using to addict them and trap them into this uh, basically into this relationship where they were under their control across like six so shows it a- and hundreds of episodes, probably. Yeah. Wasn't it, all, it also an episode of real life when the government of America did that with uh, the opioids that we put into our medical system? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, the, and, the, and the, the black community and crack. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, our government, our and that's one of those one of those things where the government is a, where QAnon is able to like take these bits of truth and then throw that out there and be like, hey, look, like this is a thing that happened and this shows that the government is always evil and bad and they're doing terrible things to us and they just they just really want to make sure that they have something they have like an in and that's why they're always bringing up uh operation mockingbird operation paperclip and all like the the the, the um the uh, experiment in Tuskegee, where the, they were literally... The, yeah, the Tuskegee syphilis experiments. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just bring up bad things that the government did, and then when the other person says, yeah, but then it was revealed and they stopped that, then you just go, tisk tisk. you really think they stopped doing it? How naive are you? And that's, that's how they get you. That's like their, that's their, their whole angle on this thing is to just give you a little dollop of truth and then just like, just drench it in all the lies and the bullshit. And that's how you go from Tuskegee to suddenly Bill Gates is frying your brain with 5G and making you uh, take an anybody shot in order to live another three months. Yeah, they they like lay out these crumbs for you, insisting that at some point you'll get to the big loaf of bread that makes you a sadder but wiser girl. Boom, that's another Music Man song. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to trust you on this. Hold on. At this oh. point, I'm reading from a list. I'm oh, uh, <laughs> I was like, I read, man, I read were like, you in Musical Man in high school? I was just like, uh, I wasn't. Musical I wasn't man, in the Music Man. I was not in the Music Man, but I did get to perform uh, "Trouble" during a benefit cabaret, which was great. So that 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 sort of informs my love of the Music Man. But yeah, I, I was I was added the the in my brain tank like after the first four. Now I'm just looking at a list, but. <laughs> L going behind, showing us behind the curtain how this all works out. Uh, I mean, so, hey, I'm just not here to try to take credit for for you know like incredible brain power uh, that I don't have. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds fair. <laughs> I can accept that. 
So I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just here to take information that I'm reading off of this list and uh, techfully work it in to our podcast to what I hope is the delight of at least some of our listeners. Yeah. There's at least there's at least two of them. Yeah, oh. there, 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 there's uh, there's one there, there's one listener out there in Gary, Indiana. Boom, that's another Music Man song, uh, and they are very excited about all of these references. Uh, I, I really hope the creaking of my chair made it into my microphone on that one because you actually made me lean backwards with that. that, that was... Yeah, did, did it make you feel good? Was it almost like being in love? Boom, another reason we had song. Yeah, I, okay. I knew that there was we coming. Go. I knew there that we was go. Coming. Now, oh, now they're just rapid fire because no, we're no, we, we, we are we are going to end, we are going to end the name that tune segment and go into the mailbag segment now. Oh, it's over! When I fucking tell you, it's over. Questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, so uh, I apparently, much like Q, uh, brainwashed our audience by making a reference to football in uh, our mailbag segment this week. So we were immediately peppered by a bunch of uh, football-related uh, questions. Um, Mar- uh, Martian Law asks, uh, should the 49ers start Trey Lance over Jimmy Garoppolo? And my answer to that is uh, no, because uh, – the other four rookie quarterbacks we've seen this so far in this NFL season have been uh, anywhere from shaky to horrifying. So uh, I can't imagine that Trey Lance is the diamond in the rough that is going to uh, be the plug and play guy that you just put in there and boom, he just dominates from the jump. Um, uh, Trevor Lawrence has been a disaster. Zach Wilson has been a disaster. Mac, Mac Jones was good for a game and a half and turned into a pumpkin against the Saints this week. And uh, Justin Fields, every Bears fan alive was like, oh, thank God Andy Dalton is being benched or he got hurt, but he ain't playing. We got our boy Justin Fields in there. He's going to do it. And I think the Bears had like 40 yards of passing for the entire game. Some, it was some incredibly – horrifying number of offensive ineffectiveness. It was like the head coach had no idea who his quarterback was, had no idea what he wanted to do. It was just like, hey, run around out there, make some plays, kid. And the kid got absolutely demolished. That was the uh, one hilarious thing that me and Elle got to enjoy at Buffalo Wild Wings as uh, all of our uh, teams and all of my bets were going down in flames, uh, was just watching the Cleveland Browns just just dunking on the Chicago Bears play after play after play. And um, that was if – I'm, if I'm a Chicago fan, uh, that was uh, not good. That was really bad to see uh, my, my my face of the franchise, my new uh, shining light quarterback, just just out there adrift, being destroyed by angry men in orange helmets. Yeah, I mean, it was also not a great a great week for Chiefs fans. You know, no, over, it over the, wasn't. Over the past couple of uh, over the past couple of seasons, uh, Kansas City Chiefs fans have been talking about how the Chiefs are going to be the new Patriots. But what we didn't know was that they meant the 2021 Patriots, and on that. There is no question. They're the same. Enjoy being one and two idiots. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we don't play defense? Because there is no such thing as defense in Kansas City? Uh, giving up a fourth and nine with a pass interference call at the end of the game after Mahomes failed on a two-minute drill, that was incredible. That was incredibly yeah. dynamic. And I didn't have hundreds of dollars at stake there at all. I'm not bitter. Three. I'm not bitter in the slightest. No, three, four very, very big turnovers, uh, a bunch it's of be sacks. Incredible, 
when yeah. when the opposition has so little respect for your defense, they're just like fourth and four, fourth and six. Yeah, we're just gonna go for it. Whatever. Yeah, twice giving up a, a fourth down. Like, yeah, yeah. Just oh my. Anyway, God. thanks for the question. Yeah. We've been talking about football for too long. <laughs> so, uh, Spooky Walkman, who has changed his name, I still know your chairman, Walkman. He asks, uh, "What is your favorite Halloween costume, uh, personal or scene?" Uh, uh, I, I have an answer for this. That uh, so, I, I need to preface my answer by saying, a, I only appreciated it because of the the amount of pure sackitude that happened that, that was involved, and not. I know what you're going to say. Not because it was incredible, uh, and I've told you this story before, and not because I you know agree with the sentiment or how in poor taste it was on Halloween of 2001. I was in Salem, Massachusetts, the uh, uh, the Halloween capital of the world, uh, for their big Halloween bash that they throw in downtown. And again, this is October of 2001. There were two guys dressed as the two towers, and their buddy was dressed like a plane. And they were just, and he was just chasing them through the streets of downtown Salem. And when they ran by me, I was just like, "Yo." those people is going to get shot or stabbed tonight. Like <laughs> that is so insanely crazy. I was like, wow. How, how like the chrome plated balls on those dudes. Like they must be like literal, superhumanly strong and durable under those costumes. Because <laughs> you have to imagine that you were just going to be antagonized all night by patriotic people who are just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Three hours, three hours from New York too. It's not yeah. like, but, yeah. yeah, bro. I was just like, when I saw that, I was just like, wow, God bless them for as long as they're alive tonight. <laughs> yeah, th- that is I've heard I've heard the legends of the of that uh, of that of that get up and that uh, event. So, yeah, that is super wild that you would have the nerve to do that kind of a thing. That would probably be one of those moments where people are like, dude, too soon. Just just a smooch. Just a, just a little bit too soon there, buddy. Might want to let that one breathe for a little while longer. But, uh, and also, it's cheating because it's not a Halloween costume. But I do have to shout it out because of just how incredible it was. One year, I was at a convention slash music festival uh, where cosplay is sort of like a big thing. And I bumped into a guy or like I was walking through the lobby. And I and it, like this guy was walking towards me and I had to stop him. I almost never do this to cosplayers. But I had to stop this guy. And I was like, hey, can I ask you, are you dressed as shotgun the forever man right now and he was just like yes i am and i was just like holy shit there's gotta only be like 200 people on the planet that still remember that property what a crazy thing and then i let him go on his way and i was like wow shotgun the forever man holy shit uh, that that is the deepest of deep cuts last year we went to uh me and my partner went to a small rock venue here in Kansas city to try and support them. Cause they were having like a masked uh, Halloween party. And there was a lady there dressed as the lady from heavy metal and heavy metal 2000, the one on the cover riding the bird. And I like the music was so loud. No one could talk. I just held up a picture on my phone. I was like, is this you? And she was just so happy. Someone recognized her and the reference like yes it's not she was just super excited like i i'm not just wearing a like a a a a small costume i'm actually as this thing i like that's a a relatively deep deep cut at this point 
yeah, I. How about you, I, Mike Reigns? You got anything for this one? Oh, I, I am, I have got absolutely nothing. I am so weak <laughs> on Halloween. Uh, did, did you not? Did you not dress up when you were a kid for Halloween? Oh, I did, but I mean, I really didn't. Ha- I, I didn't really have anything of particular um, like note. Actually, now that I think of it, uh, what I remember, I think my my favorite Halloween costume that I ever wore was when me and L did a lock in at a Laser Quest, and I dressed like Agent Smith. And so I had, a, I was literally running around with one of those backpacks, shooting lasers at people all night, wearing a full suit. And I was wearing wingtip shoes and my back was like fucked up for a week because running in those things was not a really good idea. Those were not shoes for uh, a night of uh, hardcore laser fighting with people. I remember that night when you picked me up, I was already hammered drunk uh, while underage because I think I was only like 17 or 18. And then I went to Laser Quest and uh, continued my winning streak of being undefeated in the Highlander game type. Yes, <laughs> which as the which as the uh, as as the the name might indicate is a game type where there can be only one, and it turns out that for being a uh, husky plus lad, your boy L was pretty fucking good at laser tag. Yes, <laughs> yeah. The, so that would uh, that would definitely be uh, the one I remember the most uh, because uh, it, that night they were like, "We're going to give an award for like best costume," and everyone else was just lazy as hell and they didn't give it to me, and I was like, "Really?" Like I'm literally fighting in the dark wearing sunglasses and a suit and you gave it to somebody who bought a costume from Spirit. And they were like, Waka Waka, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, nothing. There's really nothing I can do. I just lose. Thanks. So that was great. But yeah, so uh, yep, we, I'll, we'll have to see what we're going to come up with or what's going to happen for this Halloween in a month or so. So thank you for the questions. Spook- also, uh, I, uh, yeah, thank you for the question, but also Spooky Walkman, come on. There's a whole month. Change your name to Scareman Walkman. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, no one asks, uh, who would you rather build an NFL team around Matt Jones or Terry Bridgewater? I'd rather build my NFL franchise around uh, Rick Mahomes because I'm just going to misname everybody as you did here. Uh, I don't know if there's any other funny, uh, incorrect names to give various sports ball players, as it were. John Brady. Yes, John Brady. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, n- n- notorious, uh, they, they say he's the best ever, Tom Bradley. Yeah, Tom Bradley. I, I like Tom Bradley. Tom Bradley's got some snap to it. Uh, oh, God, Tom Bradley. He's going to – and uh, the next question from Lord J.C. Del Torres is, uh, how badly is uh, Tom Bradley going to beat Bill and the Patriots this week? Uh, the answer is that- – the answer to that is Vegas apparently thinks very badly uh, because when a team is at home, they're supposed to be getting like the whole idea is that home field is worth like three points uh, for, the, for the betting folks of America. So uh, when you see that uh, Tampa Bay is a seven point favorite in New England, they're telling you that if this game was in Tampa, they'd be like a 13 point favorite, that they would just blow the doors off the Patriots. So, uh, not a lot of faith in the community of people who are putting money on this one that the Patriots are going to be able to hang with uh, Tom and his boys in pewter uh, come this Sunday night. So uh, yeah, as a uh, as a yeah, Patriot- I mean we're, we're talking we're talking about Tom Bradley returning yes. to Foxborough, uh, Foxborough or Gillette, whatever it's called now. N- n- like it's a system that he he was in for twenty years, so he knows it super well. He's still got a chip on his shoulder for like no longer being a Patriot 
because for whatever reason, they just wouldn't give him whatever the fuck he wanted to retain him. Uh, so he's going to go in there, and now it, wait, he's going to be fucking, like, you know, he's going to be looking over the side, sidelines at, at Max Jones, uh, and just, like, what was he, quaking in his boots? That that kid, like, I remember the first week, people were just like, oh, Max Jones looked like he played well. And I was like, didn't we lose? And they were just like, yeah, but he looked good. And then uh, I watched some Patriots action this week, and uh, he did not look good. No, he, was, What about Bob he, Ronkowski? How's he doing? <laughs> uh, good old Bob. He's doing really good. He's, uh... Look, uh, although he got lit up by the Rams this week, so uh, they do say he is going to play though, because uh, old Bob is kind of made out of balsa wood. So whenever he gets hit too hard, it gets worrisome. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love the guy, but uh, that was the that was the bugaboo of him when he was here in New England. I remember uh, it was Week 17. The Patriots had already clinched the number one seed. The game was totally meaningless, and they had uh, some re- local reporter at a tailgate, and he was just like. Hey, I'm at the Patriots tailgate and everyone's excited for this game that doesn't mean anything. And then the reporter guy was like, You guys want to see Rob Gronkowski play today? And the whole crowd was like, Yay! And the reporter was like, No, you morons. We don't want Gronk to get hurt in this meaningless game. We have to actually try to win a Super Bowl for once. Because uh, that was the year we beat Seattle to win the bowl. So to end the uh, mer- the terrible 10 year or so drought of about winning a Super Bowl, which no fan outside of Boston could ever know that pain. So, um, I just thought that was really funny when they I mean, report. look, I, I'm a Pats fan. You're a Pats fan. I feel like it's not, you know, like, I, I don't have a lot of faith going into this season so far. If you don't mind my saying so, boom, that's a Music Man reference. Got him. I got him. They're still coming. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. the question. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, yes, thank you for the question. Uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, Boger, specifically, you're the expert. One, where do you see this budget mess going? And uh, two, as quickly as we're forgetting Afghanistan, is anyone going to remember this in three weeks? Uh, One, uh, something will get resolved at some point. I really, really want uh, Biden to just print the trillion-dollar coin. Just like The debt ceiling is the dumbest shit in the world. There's no reason for it to exist. It was put in there by dum-dums to try to quote unquote restrain spending and it doesn't work. And all it does is every two or three years, we have to have the minority party in Congress, take the majority party hostage and extract concessions in exchange for raising the debt ceiling. And it's super dumb, but uh, so just get rid of it. And the way you circumvent it is you just claim that the constitution gives you the power to mint money. So you mint a trillion dollar coin and just put it in the reserve and bam, all our debts are paid. No problem. The Simpsons even, did that. Yeah. So put Donald Trump's face on it. Be like, here's the Trump trillion dollar coin. You can't be mad at that. Can you Republicans? And Trump would love it so much. He would, he would be the Joe Biden's biggest fan. If they put his face on a trillion dollar coin, it would be so incredible. And uh, as to the second question, no, no one's going to remember this shit. I mean, uh, Ron DeSantis is probably going to have a good chance of winning re-election next year. Uh, for governor of Florida and like 50,000 people in Florida alone have died of COVID. I mean, this guy is going to have committed like 12, nine 11s by the time or or more by the time uh, he's up for reelection next year. And people are going to be like, Oh, I remember when grandpa died, but whatever, got to vote for the Republican, can't let them socialists take control of Florida. So I, I feel like almost all news is on some level ephemeral 
and that we Americans have the attention span of goldfish. And then icy silence. Yeah. Yes. And then the iciest of silence. I mean, my, Mike Ray is really bringing the silence this week. When... I'm sorry. I should have said thank you for the question. I apologize. That yeah, you absolutely should. <laughs> the question was literally addressed specifically to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I love the floor open for you guys, and you, I apologize for having done so. That was my fault. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the person asking the question didn't fucking want to hear our opinions. They made it pretty clear. Fair. Fair. I, I will respect our questioners more often in the future. Uh, Tra- Trap Lord Flecko asks, what NFL player do you think is most likely to be Q-pilled? So... Ooh, I mean... Who's that, who's that dumb idiot anti-vaxxer one? Is it like Carson Wentz or whatever? Uh, Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins are both aggressively proud anti-vaxxer quarterbacks. And who's, that, I, who's that Patriot wide receiver who just fully quit because he wouldn't get faxed? Uh, I don't remember hearing about that. Uh, well, Cole Beasley is the Buffalo Bill receiver who was aggressively anti-vaccine. Um, Aaron, uh, Hernandez isn't playing for the Pats anymore after doing too many shots. This is very <laughs> true. This is very true. <laughs> that, that guy was doing all kinds of shots, and uh, that, they caught up to him. So they were right about that. that there are certain shots that have consequences, uh, potentially even lethal consequences. Cole Beasley? Yep, Cole Beasley. That's the uh, that's the anti-vaxxer receiver on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, uh, who, are, are oh. we, are, aren't uh, we still doing uh, doing fake NFL player names? Can we call Cold Beasley? Yeah, little <laughs> yeah. Cold Beasley. Uh, Andre <laughs> Day <laughs> Hopkins, everyone's yeah. favorite. Uh, everyone's favorite Harry Potter character, Cole Weasley. i can't believe it took this long for me to remember this but uh as as me and l were hanging out at the b-dubs watching the games uh the tennessee titans were lining up to kick a field goal and uh that was a that was something that i needed to to happen for me to win money i also needed the chiefs to win on that bet so thank you patrick mahomes you bum but uh I was like, I have no idea what this kicker's name is, but I really hope that he makes this. And Elle said to me, you don't know that guy? His parents named him Scrotum Phillips. So uh, the Tennessee Titans, your your kicker's name, your, fans of Tennessee Titans, your kicker's name is Scrotum Phillips. We didn't know that. So I just put that away and keep that in the memory banks for future and, reference. And, and be, because I trust the good taste of our fans out there, I will say for the record that I got the name Scrotum Phillips from a very good sitcom called Party Down. So I'm not going to take full credit for Scrotum Phillips. I stole that from Party Down. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I would just say any of the anti-vaxxer people, I haven't seen any uh, like current um, NFL players that are like aggressively pilled. There are a couple retired NFL players that are completely off the reservation um, I can't remember. There's one guy who's. I'm going to be so furious at myself afterwards. But there, there is a former NFL player who is 100% QAnon supporting, and he's completely out of his mind. And uh, that is enraging. That I just, I'm not trying to figure it out until like five minutes after we sign off. But that community does exist. I mean, it's out there, and there are people who are aren't just anti-vax, but are full on adrenochrome and all the rest of it. So, also, uh, fuck yeah! You were not wrong about the Pandora's box of weird NFL questions we got this week. Holy shit! I know, I know. But yeah, wow, he's Alley. Yeah. I'm here to I, tell I, you, people, if it's not about the Chiefs, my knowledge dips off real hard. Yeah, thankfully, uh, our next question is far more up your up uh, Sarge's alley, and that is uh, from Pancake Peasant. Uh, what issues does woke Mothman care about the most, and why? 
Uh, Elle sent me this while I was out working today, so I gotta have some answers ready. Uh, and I was trying desperately to remember the setup for Woke Mothman, and I couldn't week to week. But Woke Mothman is definitely into, he's big on light pollution. He's constantly advocating advocating for people to turn off their lights when you don't need them, much like the Ninja Turtles in the 90s. Like, hey, if you're See, not in that I, room, turn off the lights. But th- th- why, though? But moths, love, uh, moths love lights. But he hates flying into windows. It's very, it, it really messes with him. But uh, do, do, does the man part of Mothman not overwrite the moth part of Mothman in, like, the flying into stuff? Like, can't the moth part appreciate lights, but the man part keep him settled down? He's a slave to the basic moth instincts. He still wanders into lights all the time. He's also a huge fan of the infrastructure bill. He's big on, if you know your Mothman lore, and there isn't a ton... He's big into getting people off of breaking bridges or uh, he doesn't want you on him. So he wants to fix those bridges. Big into Biden's infrastructure bill. He wants to fix America's bridges. He, he wants America to build back better. So I can see that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. He I like that. I like that woke Mothman is both woke, but also a, 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 a centrist Democrat who just wants solid policy proposals enacted into law. He's not so he, like. Don't hold his West Virginia upbringing against him. He uh, he's he's very woke. Do we do we think that we could run uh, our boy woke Mothman against Mansion and get another centrist Democrat into that seat? <laughs> That'd be interesting. I think woke Mothman could win the primary against Mansion, but the general is going to be tough because I mean I just think against a regular Republican in West Virginia, woke Mothman's going to have some challenges. Not the least of which is that his name has the word woke in it, which is terrifying to probably a lot of <laughs> voters hey in, man, in West Virginia. Barack Obama's middle name was Hussein. We got him into the highest the highest seat in yeah. the nation. So like, yeah. You can overcome a crappy name. This is true. What, as his campaign managers will have to get past the, the virtue signaling that his name is being woke Mothman. And yes. he's, he's definitely not just a misidentified owl. So don't worry about no. that. No, he's not. He he's, he's, he's like look, I, he's like he's like I I I, I was bo- I was born in West Virginia. I was raised in West Virginia. I had two proud West Virginia moth parents that just happened to name me woke. <laughs> back, back then, it didn't mean nothing. They just thought it sounded good. Yes, y'all he's, know uh, me. Y'all y'all are growing up with me. <laughs> yeah, he's a proud uh, son of immigrants. They were. Um, moss that got through from another country through immigration not immigration god damn it they they hit on some fruit got through quarantine got through uh customs and uh ended up in west virginia now we have it's woke actually it's moss, actually man. pronounced woke a but woke-a. yeah 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 <laughs> man i that i i feel like we've got i feel like we squeezed, squeezed enough juice out of this yeah, we, should probably put, we should probably put this question on mothballs <laughs> mm, oh yeah just ru- just rubbing it on my skin yeah yeah uh so uh thank you for the question uh the ghost of dipset asks among the prominent q grifters who would you say has had the worst reaction to the az audit results uh i would say that probably the worst reaction is wendy rogers because of the fact that like this is her job she is a state senator in arizona and she kind of put herself at the fore of this whole thing and now she has to try to keep forward momentum going when it's obvious she doesn't have forward momentum, that it's obvious that um, 
this isn't working out for Team QAnon and that nothing's going to happen. Because all the other idiots that are on the sidelines just, like, throwing grenades and just being shitheads, this doesn't really, like, hurt them. There's no harm, no foul to Steve Bannon or Michael Flynn or any of these other jamokes, like, screaming and yelling about arrests needing to be made and all that kind of stuff. But when you are, like, someone who has to, like, face the voters and whatnot, will you... If you don't get results, they're going to bring an even nuttier QAnon fanatic in the primary you, and th- they're going to be promising they're going to get a payoff. They're going to get they're going to audit this audit and find out what was really going on. And uh, Mark Brinovich, who is the Attorney General of Arizona and is now accidentally the new hero of QAnon, he posted a uh, message on Tuesday that read. Um, Attorney uh, General Mark Brnovich is requesting additional information from the Arizona Senate regarding the 2020 general election in Maricopa County. On Monday afternoon, the Arizona Attorney General's integrity Election Integrity Unit sent a letter to the Arizona State uh, Senate requesting supporting documents from the report they released last week. And uh, Brnovich was quoted as saying, uh, this, uh, this report got, gave us a lot of serious questions. We're going to be investigating it thoroughly. But the important thing to note there was he said that they were requesting supporting documents, which meant to say Cyber Ninjas was telling us a bunch of bullshit, and now I need to see the documents that actually substantiate their claims. And then when I get them, maybe I'll do something. Maybe. And the answer is is that there will be no supporting documentation from Cyber Ninjas on any of their claims. They've got nothing, and they know it, and Brinovich knows it. But he's fucked because he's stuck with these QAnon clowns that are going to demand random people be indicted for crimes they didn't commit because uh, QAnon's like, oh, they deleted the they deleted the servers, they broke the law. And again, as I said at the start of this whole thing with the Maricopa County Twitter feed, they've explained everything. Nothing was deleted. No crimes were committed. Everything was done on the up and up. All Cyber Ninjas did was like throw up a bunch of squid ink and then jump into their car and drive away with $20 bills blowing in the wind from the back windows from their theft. So the idea that anyone's going to get indicted over this shit is so farcical. Uh, and when, when nothing happens, that's when these people are really going to be left holding the bag trying to explain why uh, no one's being punished for the obvious crimes that obviously happened. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, just, I, I, I just out. They threw a smoke bomb, ran off with the cash. Uh, I mean, th- then they have to be compelled to give the report in the first place. Uh, well, no, they had to be compelled to give up their uh, their internal documents. They had to, they were sued by uh, transparency watchdog groups to uh, show how they got the answers they claimed to have gotten. Like they had to be because they claimed all these communications they had were proprietary. They were a company secret. They couldn't be given to the public. And the watchdog groups were like, no, you're committing an, you're doing an audit on behalf of uh, the taxpayers of Arizona. They have a right to know how you're doing this and what your, uh, what your methods are. And a judge ruled in favor of the watchdog group that Cyber Ninjas had to show all this stuff. So they were compelled to show all their private, all their private communiques and stuff like that. 
the report was something they were supposed to be doing the whole time. That was like the, the payoff was this dumb report. And then, and again, when the report came out, the headline, Biden wins by even more. Yeah. Oops. So yeah, I mean, it's just, just an absolute shit show. And now uh, Wendy Rogers is going to be left trying to answer why she hasn't crushed the deep state. And I have no idea how shitty a Republican this Brnovich guy is, but uh, he can enjoy his primary from the right by an absolute sociopath now. And uh, people have been saying this guy wants to run for Senate, that he wants to challenge uh, Kristen Cinema when she's up in, I think, in a couple more years. Or, but yeah, whenever Cinema's up again, like people have been talking about Brnovich wanting to run for that seat. And, um, People are saying that Trump could destroy that guy with a single message if he doesn't start indicting people. And again, that's really what this comes down to is that like President Man Baby uh, wants uh, people to placate his hurt feelings. And when you don't uh, do these things because you can't, because you'll be laughed out of court, uh, then you make him mad and he's going to be like, I'm in favor of some absolute nut who's going to be running for office in Arizona. Trump's already endorsed. Pilled Bigfoot. Yes. Bill Bigfoot is running for office and we support him. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't Bigfoot uh, like, one of our woke characters last time as well? Uh, he, yeah, he, but then he got pilled. Yeah, no, not Bigfoot. Yeah, now, now he's, he's been doing his own research and uh, now he's he's blurry for the wrong team. Mm. Yes. Oh, weird. I, I bet yeah. the Florida skunk ape is very, you know, woke, but like anti DeSantos. Maybe not woke. He just really doesn't like DeSantos or his policies. But that's not. You, you, you really, you really think the Southern skunk ape is uh, is on the good guy team, huh? I mean, I don't have. <laughs> I like, don't want to. Ju- I, I have. I have prejudices, and some of them are about the South of America. Uh, I don't want to judge I, him before I meet him. I mean, his name is Skunk Ape, so I'm not sure if I want to meet him for for a variety of reasons. But I'm also, sure we're being I mean, cryptid racist right now. Like, cryptid is that's fine. Hey, it's it's like it's like that uh, it's like that dumb fucking movie Bright. Uh, it's like Will Will Smith said that movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, fa- fairy, <laughs> fairy lives stuff. don't matter today. Who the fuck let <laughs> them put that into a script? How, oh, how did boy. Will Smith say that? Like they were just like, hey, read this script. And then at this point, you say fairy lives don't matter today. And Will Smith should have just been like, no. I'm not saying Remember that. Remember when we thought Will Smith could act? I mean, Will Smith, uh, he was charming in his role. I, I think, uh, I still think that, I think that Mid in Black might still be like my favorite Will Smith performance. He's just so, so charming and perfect in that role. He's very Will Smith in that, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that I don't have much for the cryptids. The only thing I'll finish this with is just the fact that Trump has endorsed the AZ Honey Badger guy for Arizona Secretary of State. So if you don't pander to this guy, Trump has no shame. He will just pick an absolute nut out of a crowd and be like, you, you are the new mayor of Topeka or whatever. Just go, go get him. Go get him. You like feral rabid dog. Just go be an elected official in America because you've said the magic words, election fraud and voter integrity and whatnot. So I, Donald Trump, hurt feelings, president man, love you and support you. I mean, there's there's no lower bar in America to clear. I think one of us could run for office on that on that platform and get an endorsement from Trump because he would have no idea who we were until we said the magic words. Nice. Time to get that blue check mark. 
Yes. Oh god. Oh god. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get three percent of the vote in Massachusetts for some race and get a blue check mark. There, there's some guy running in Virginia, and he got a blue check mark. I'm sure he's gonna get absolutely no votes. And he posted on Twitter, uh, audit all fifty states and then execute everyone who's guilty. And so just just calling for mass murder, and you don't get suspended from from Twitter, and you get to keep your fake blue check mark because you're quote unquote running for office. I love it. Well, yeah, it's- because all of the audits will turn up nothing. Therefore, nobody is guilty. Therefore, nobody will be executed. So he's not really calling for any violence at all. Oh, you're right. All man. the all the audits will turn up a lot of money for them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> audit all fifty states. Shove greenbacks into my pocket. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and finally, our last question of the week uh, from from questioners is a Will Comer asking or Coomer asking, "Has the Q Gang ever had a legit win? It seems like it's all L's. They felt like they had a big win when Epstein got arrested. That was that just put them over the moon. They were so happy that one of their boogeymen actually got pinched, even though Epstein was a known monster for over a decade before QAnon even existed." It, it would have been like uh, celebrating Bill Cosby getting arrested and being like, Hannibal Burris did it. He was the only one who knew. And it was like, no, people have known for forever. But for some reason, it took that viral clip to spur someone to action to do a thing. And even here, QAnon wasn't the Hannibal Burris. It was uh, Julie K. Brown, a reporter in Florida, who like started knocking on doors and talking to all of Epstein's victims and like beat and pounding the pavement. And then one day she was able to find out that like his plea agreement with the government was like basically illegal. And they were just like, this is bullshit. And then they published the article about Epstein's bullshit deal and all of his victims. And suddenly a bunch of prosecutors were like, oh, this looks really bad. Time to bring Epstein in. And then they brought Epstein in, and then he didn't kill himself, as the kids like to say. And we're, like, we're, we're getting that the Hannibal Burris Cosby effect uh, all over again now with this R. Kelly trial, where yeah, like, people that just weren't around or weren't paying attention like twenty five years ago have just been like, "Yo, this R. Kelly shit with Ali is crazy, right?" And it's just like, "Dog, we've known about that for twenty five years." Like w- w- when it happened, R. Kelly was just like, "I have produced documents to prove that Ali is eighteen. And it was like, "Really?" Because she's wearing like a magic. Like uh, like a like a a magic school bus backpack, and like you know, I I I'm pretty sure that she's still like 13 or 15 or whatever, and no amount of documentation is gonna trick my actual human eyeballs into thinking that that little girl is a full grown woman. And I kind of just like whatever. I I have these totally legitimate documents to say that I could marry and have sex with her. It's like yuck. Fuck you, R. Kelly. Yeah, uh, and it's really. I'm funny. fighting for my life here. <laughs> Yeah. And it's so funny that QAnon, who are obsessed with uh, child sex traffickers getting cuffed and stuffed and facing justice, I haven't heard anyone say anything about R. Kelly because it's a, a conviction happening under evil President Biden. And like, the world under bad people like Biden is supposed to be a world where uh, these kinds of monsters just get away with everything. And that's not happening. So they have to try to figure out a way to retcon that whole thing and be like, oh, well, R. Kelly went to jail because of other reasons. So, yeah, it's really funny that the people that supposedly care so much about this stuff, all they care about now is indicting people for voter fraud in Arizona that doesn't exist. Instead of actual child sex trafficking that had an actual conviction for and uh, just like 
all kinds of all the other assaults and all the other horrible stuff R. Kelly did that he finally faced justice for. Don't worry. You know, the, those people will be perfectly satisfied once we form Digital Samurai and we take an additional $6 million from Arizona to try to uncover the fuck-ups that Cyber Ninjas made in doing their audit. We're going to audit the audit, and then Look, when our audited when our audited audit comes out, it's just be like, we found out that Joe Biden did in fact win by by 20 more votes than we thought before. Isn't that crazy? $6 million, please. Look alive, Samurais. We got an audit. We got an election to burn. Yeah. Play five seconds of cyberpunk theme here. Yes, and then have the game crash. Boom, topical. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll wrap up, as we always do, with uh, the chairman, the now spooky Walkman or Scareman Walkman uh, question of the week, which is, uh, what are you excited for? Ooh. Um, so, God, what am I excited for? I still haven't seen Shang-Chi, so I don't know if it's right to say I'm excited Shang. for it. Shang? Shang-Chi. Is Shang-Chi? Yes. Is it yeah. really? It, it actually is, yes. That, no, oh. that is not a bit. That, that, is me, that is me correcting you because it is important <laughs> for us to, to get this stuff right so we continue to carry our woke liberal cards. Oh, uh, like woke Mothman. Um, I am excited to still be off of Magic and actually playing other games. I got to play enough of gears tactics to realize that it is very easy and while that's not exciting i'm just it's just nice to be playing other games besides magic it was definitely a problem (laughs) well fuck you buddy i'm excited to be playing magic whoa what a twist (laughs) yeah that's right i've been been doing some drafting i've been playing on magic the gathering colon arena everyone's favorite uh free way to play magic if you're even halfway decent at it which i am thank you very much uh, which is to say pretty much exactly halfway decent at it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and I'm also, uh, so I've been watching, uh, I've been going over to friends places to, to watch spooky movies, uh, because you know, that, that season is upon us. And, uh, I think I have plans to do that again tonight. I'm not sure what we're watching. It might be hereditary, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard good things about. Um, but we, we watched, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum's the fly, uh, from 1986, which God, I forgot how horny that movie was. I mean, Holy shit. If you haven't rewatched that movie in a while, go back and rewatch it. Gina Davis is just like this, this dumb fucking nerd. What a nerd. And then is immediately just like, I'm going to, I'm going to ride him into the sunset. And then when I'm not riding him, I'm going to be sucking on his nipples while he talks about Albert Einstein or whatever. So weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, and then, uh, speaking of weird, weirdly sexy horror movies, uh, last night we watched Hellraiser, which was, which was great. Hellraiser is a movie, a cautionary tale about a guy getting everything exactly what the fuck he wanted and then realizing that that, that that's not what he wanted after all. Because, like, you know, the, the main character of that movie, this dude Frank, he's just like, yeah, I, th- I thought I had experienced the limits of pleasures and pain. I was wrong. And I got to get the fuck away from these demons that are chasing after me. That Holy shit, these people, they do not play. I do not want what they are selling. Well, they <laughs> might, it's so funny. They might be demons. They might be angels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I just call them demons because I don't want, like, I, I feel like it would be too confusing for people if I called them, like, aliens or extra-dimensional beings or whatever. Dimensional <laughs> travelers in the yeah. realms of pleasure and pain. <laughs> you opened the box, we came. <laughs> yeah, that, that's great. I, I fucking lo- and I love how the I love how the Cenobites are just like, yeah, g- give give us Frank, we'll totally let you go. And then she's like, see, it was Frank. I, g- I gave you Frank. They're immediately just like, 
oh, we're gonna fucking we're gonna torture you to death too. Don't, don't you worry about that. It's like we, I don't know what what about our general look made you think that we were trustworthy people, but we are not. <laughs> <laughs> Those treacherous cinnabites. <laughs> and, then they do, and then they do that '80s movie thing. Uh, I'm not gonna go too hard into it because we're doing a binge worthy episode on Hellraiser this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you want to hear more of our thoughts on binge worthy, I'll probably even bring this point up again. But they do that awesome '80s thing where they like creep slowly towards their victim like giving our main like our main protagonist like all the time in the world to slap the lament configuration until it closes where it's just like if any one of them would just move at the speed of an actual threat she would have just died immediately and also the fat centipede just gets crushed by a ceiling he doesn't get sent back to the 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 like pleasure dimension or whatever a ceiling just falls out of it that's the end of him it's so weird <laughs> <sighs> I, I believe his name is Butterball. Yeah, Butterball, the fat one, you know. Chatterbox, <laughs> Butterball, Ch- Pinhead, they, they've all got incredible and, and, names. Uh female Cenobite. Or, yeah, or and, and the female or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Anyway, uh, Mike Raids, what are you excited about? Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> I am excited. I actually am excited about the Sunday night football game. I'm just going to be very interested to see how the Bucks and Patriots fare. I, 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 any any outcome is going to be very interesting. I'd like it to be a good game, but if the Buccaneers just come in here and stomp the Patriots, that would be also be very interesting to me. Uh, I will probably be watching it at a sports book, so it'll be very funny to listen to the crowd's reactions. Like how much of the crowd is actually like dedicated Patriots fans? How many are just totally on Team Brady's side? So I think that's going to be all very fun. And also, I'm probably going to lose a bunch of money on Green Bay minus six and a half against the Steelers because Ben Roethlisberger is cooked. He, oh my God, did he look bad this week. That was uh, terrifying. Yeah, but he's squaring off against Aaron Rodgers, who is literally just phoning it in because like, he's only playing because he's contractually obligated to show up. I know, but Aaron Rodgers like won a game this week and looked great, whereas Ben Roethlisberger, I think that Sarge could play better quarterback right now than Roethlisberger. It was terrifying I, how bad he was. That That is quite the condemnation. I can't throw a football worth anything. Yeah, but do we think that you could send better dick pics than Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, almost certainly. Fair enough. Yes. Okay, well, with that, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. We're we, we're gonna we're gonna solve the lament configuration and return to our home dimension, which is not Hell World. Uh, so, thank you everybody for listening uh, and continuing to support the podcast. If you would like to further support the podcast, the cheapest, easiest, and freest way to do that—yes, it's both cheap and free—is to give us a five star review, tell a friend, anybody you think might be interested in listening, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just put in the good word for the podcast when you can. If you have money and you'd like to support it to the cause to help upgrade our equipment and just line our pockets so that we can get pod rich, uh, you can do so by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics. If you donated a $5 and above tier, you get access to all of our bonus content, including series like Kabbalin, The Foulest Deed, Mike Rain's Untitled History Podcast, and others to come. Uh, we reached our uh, new subscriber goal, so at some point we will be doing the binge-worthy and Adventures in Hellworld crossover episode on White Squall called Where We Go One, We Go Squall. So for those of you who are donating at $5 and above, you can get ready to enjoy that at some point further down in the pipeline. Uh, shout out to this week's beautifuler baby, Super Lobster, who upgraded their $2 dono to a $5 dono. Thank you for tipping your deals. Wow. If you have uh, money and you don't want to give it to us because you think that we're a bunch of jerks who make too many Music Man references, we totally get that. Uh, you can take that money and do some good with it by donating it to love146.org. Uh, they're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation, and that is in their own words. 
As always, I need to thank DJ Minimal Effort for providing our intro song. He's still too cool for social media. So, you know, just uh, go into your mind's eye and reach out to him through the universal consciousness to thank him for supplying us that. Uh, an easier way to get in touch with uh, the other people who help the show, for instance, for instance, Frosty, our voice artist friend, uh, who does our uh, intro and our content warning and that surprise little Rona Roundup bump from today. He can be found on Twitter at FrostyVO. If you can't get enough of all the sweet goofs and nonsense that Sarge and I talk about on the podcast, I have nothing to fucking do with QAnon. Uh, well, good news. You can listen to Binge Wordy. That is our pop media podcast. And you can find us uh, wherever podcasts are provided and on Twitter under the name Binge Wordy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. So for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I have been your host, Hellworld L, and I'm going to use this opportunity to just say the words Light a Rose because that's another one. Like, how are you going to work that into a conversation? That's going to be my final Music Man reference of the of this episode. I'm just going to say the words Light a Rose. That counts, right? It's as much of a reference as Turbo Teen is. Who are you to judge? Anyway, signing off for myself, and as always, signing off for my co-host, Hellworld Sarge, and our resident expert for all things QAnon and lunacy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots! 